0: Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast, hosted by the always smart assed and brutally honest Shorky sisters. Ripping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, two-time winning fitness champion, certified personal trainer, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, author of Jacked on the Beanstalk, plant-based fuel for vegan athletes, and has an ass that's out of this world. Along for the ride is Sarah, her sister. A stay-at-home mom who drives a minivan makes a mean fudge brownie, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and without regret. To unlock and share the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. To boldly go where two very different but genetically similar minds probably shouldn't go. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan, And come along for the ride.
1: Well, holy crap, it is episode number 10 of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast, Sari. Can you believe it? Number 10? Inconceivable. Oh, is that a little Princess Bride action? Classic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Of our childhood classic movies. Speaking of throwbacks, we are super excited for today's song. We were just practicing it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're basically ready to rush through this whole episode so we can sing today's song to conclude. But uh,
2: yeah, so if it sounds like we're talking like this it's because we're trying to rush through to get to the end. <laughs> Exactly. Even though probably nobody listening to this will have any idea what the song is.
1: 10 episodes. It's funny because it it doesn't even sound impressive, but it feels like we have spent a lot of time on this podcast in the last uh, couple months since we've been doing it, eh?
2: Yeah, we should probably stop numbering them because I I was convinced we were at like number 25 or something.
1: Yeah, I don't know if that's a good sign or not. I'm hoping... uh, Probably not. Probably by by episode 25, we're going to be over it
2: do you think we'll still have anything to talk about yeah. <laughs> yeah who am i kidding
1: yeah maybe our listeners will be totally sick of us by then but uh i'm pretty sure we will never run out of shit to talk about to be honest
2: i thought we decided a long time ago that this podcast was for our own entertainment Mm-hmm. any any listeners we pick up along the way only encourages us
1: <laughs> totally on that note we actually received a listener email this week that suggested several podcast topics for us to mm-hmm. discuss they also suggested that we create a voicemail kind of setup so that people can leave their questions and we would then play them and answer them on the show so clearly somebody is listening and i love that idea
2: Actually, uh, that was me and my my fake alter ego email. <laughs> I was just trying to boost her self esteem. I think was that the one who requested more, Sarah. <laughs>
1: Well, um, not to burst your bubble, Sarah, but I actually heard from a vegan guy this week who left us a review of the podcast and he said, My voice is utterly adorable and my laugh is infectious.
2: Was he staring at your half naked picture when he said that? <laughs> or
1: maybe I'll take it either way. So thank you.
2: I think he might just have a thing for Fran Drescher. <laughs>
1: The nanny, yeah, uh, another yeah, throwback. Yeah. We are all over the throwbacks. Um, so, yeah, in all seriousness, I would like to thank uh, anyone who is listening who's provided us with some feedback on the podcast, and especially all you lovely, amazing people who have left a review on iTunes. It is yes. so flattering and very encouraging to know that other people out there actually dig our random discussions and throwbacks, I seem to really enjoy our shorky podcast dynamic because yeah we really had no idea how this was gonna go so to be at episode 10 and already have received so much awesome feedback is pretty cool so thank you everybody Gosh darn it, people like me. Um, (laughs) Stuart Smalley, now you're breaking out (laughs) SNL on the drive over here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I actually think it's really interesting how we've had clients wanting to take part in the sugar detox experiment, too.
1: Yes, we have heard from a few people. That is pretty much what this whole episode is about. So we did just conclude our one week with no sugar. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, that's a lie. Some of us completed our full week Mm -hmm. without sugar. Sarah, would you like to start? Uh, Yeah, the most important
2: thing that I learned in this whole process is that Sam and Aaron are a bunch of liars. (laughs) Yeah, you might as well just turn off Sam's mic right now, because I'm the only one who actually uh, did it and can offer any kind of commentary on detoxing from sugar.
1: Okay, hold on a minute here. Uh, Clearly, you're forgetting who I am, bitch. I am the queen of restrictive competition diets, which meant no sugar for months This ain't my first rodeo, let it be known, thanks.
2: Yeah, under no circumstances am I attacking your willpower or discipline. But um, as far as this sugar detox goes, (laughs) you suck (laughs) and you're a cheater.
1: (laughs) Okay, let's back it up for a minute. We recorded the last episode with the intention to commence the one week of no sugar on the Monday.
2: As soon as we finished recording, we scarfed down delicious Nanaimo bars in the hot, hot sun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can see that uh, video on jackedonthebeanstalk.com or Sam's YouTube channel.
1: Yeah. And, and my amazing editing skills. I video edited that myself and pretty proud of it. Sammy's first. Yeah. In my defense, I went a solid two days without any sugar consumption whatsoever.
2: Congratulations.
1: Congratulations. <laughs> Then on day three, I only cheated by adding a little bit of stevia to my morning coffee, and then I did dip my tempeh into some uh, sriracha that afternoon, which of course has a little bit of sugar in it. But again, nothing major. Oh, and I wanted to add too that I am now really questioning whether I am on board with regular daily stevia consumption or not. In the first sugar addiction episode, I did recommend stevia as the most natural sweetener option, and it is the one that I consume every day and I have been for a couple years now. But I started actually doing more research after we recorded the first sugar episode and I discovered there were studies that showed too much stevia may affect fertility in both mm-hmm. women and men. And yeah, get this. Apparently stevia is used as a form of birth control in South America. Oh my God. Right so I'm still not sure what I believe because the amounts that were tested were something like the equivalent to 7 pounds of stevia I uh, have eaten every day which yeah no shit would mess up your reproductive and probably every other bodily system and of course you know you have to take everything with a grain of salt and right. there's a million studies to say that it's, it's not bad for you and I'm really cautious of using any kind of stevia that is highly refined most of the stevia that we buy in stores you'll see is white in color and as I mentioned in the first sugar episode real stevia is a green plant it is a leaf and when you buy it from the store in that form that is completely natural and does have actually a lot of health benefits but it tastes disgusting so do not buy it (laughs) you will regret it (laughs) nevertheless I also decided this week that I think I'm going to buy a stevia plant and make my own stevia extract oil. Here we go. Yeah. So won't that be fun? It'll be like kombucha homebrew uh, experiment number two, where I do it for a month. And then I have a puke jar sitting on my counter and my whole apartment smells like vinegar. And then I sell it on Kijiji. Yeah, I was going to say, so who are you selling the stevia plant to? Actually, I didn't even charge. I gave it away for free, I think, to my neighbor who is a vegan. Off topic. But yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if I make my own stevia what uh, little concoctions I can come up with. And I will make a whole episode dedicated to um, stevia eventually and whether it is actually this godsend sweetener that we all like to believe. Long story short, yeah, fine. I cheated and I suck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you also failed to mention that you enjoyed several packs of gum throughout the week while I did not
1: this is also true. But I did come over midweek to your house and create a delicious tropical quinoa salad for dinner out of guilt. Did I not? <laughs>
2: Yeah, the salad came with the confession.
1: And I also went to Bulk Barn and picked up some hemp hearts and cacao nibs and made us a super healthy dessert comprised of a banana sprinkled with hemp hearts and cacao nibs, (laughs) which kind of became your sweet fix savior for the rest of the week. And I've been honestly eating it every single day ever since the sugar detox.
2: Yes, yes, this is true. It was my savior and it is quite tasty. And I am still enjoying it.
1: Oh, good. And bitch, that shit ain't cheap either. That giant bag of hemp hearts and uh, cacao nibs cost me a good 20 bucks, okay? So don't say I don't do anything nice for you, okay?
2: Yes, you made a point of telling me the the cost of the cacao. (laughs) And, and I may have screamed something to that effect at my husband too. My, my sugar craving induced anger may have been a tad uncalled for since there was no worry of anyone eating them.
1: <laughs> but they are very high in antioxidants, so they're good for anti-aging. If anyone is thinking that cacao nibs taste <laughs> anything like chocolate, they certainly do not.
2: No, they do not. But the combo (laughs) of banana with the hemp seeds and the cacao.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Together. Cacao. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But yes, the combo, if anyone wants a good little all natural dessert idea, highly recommend one banana sprinkled with some hemp seeds and cacao nibs surprisingly sweet and tasty yes the sweetness of the banana and the bitterness of the cacao
2: works very well together
1: (laughs) totally (laughs) and in case anyone listening did not hear the first episode on sugar addiction the rules were that we were allowed to have fresh fruit but that was the only source of sugar we were allowed and Sarah did you find um, that week that you were eating more fruit than usual
2: Um, Yeah, I ate fruit like a mofo.
1: Oh, okay. And yet you still complained of low energy and irritability?
2: Yeah, I think the low energy was the most surprising to me. To be perfectly honest, I was sort of expecting much more drastic withdrawal symptoms. But the only thing that that really stood out was uh, feeling super lethargic and dumb as shit.
1: Yeah, I know those feels from my competition dieting days, which is why most bodybuilders drink coffee during prep like a mofo. But you decided to forego coffee during the sugar detox week because you didn't want it without sugar. Am I right?
2: Well, initially, that was my plan. But Then I decided if I gave up coffee and sugar, I would either be institutionalized or possibly end up on a roof somewhere with a rifle. Um, So while I didn't drink as much coffee as usual, every morning I did have a cup of the most dissatisfying coffee ever.
1: That actually reminds me of a lemonade experiment I once heard about where they took a bunch of people and had them drink really sugary lemonade every single day for a week. And then the next week, they cut the sugar content in half. And almost everybody's reaction was that it was sour and they didn't like it at first. And then one week later, they gave them the lemonade with the full amount of sugar again. And that time everyone was disgusted by how sugary it was. So perhaps had you continued with the sugar free coffee routine, you would have eventually got used to it. Uh, no.
2: Anytime I've given up coffee, I did it by slowly eliminating the sugar until I just didn't want it anymore because it tasted disgusting.
1: Yeah, and I don't know where the hell I went wrong. I used to dump white sugar in my coffee for years and years. Then I switched to the sugar in the raw, which is pretty much the same thing, just uh, brown. Then when I got into competing, I got used to drinking my coffee black or with just a tiny bit of almond or soy milk in it. But then in the last two years, I jumped on the Stevia train and the sugar-free syrup train. And now when I drink black coffee, I'm like you, it tastes so dissatisfying. The black coffee. Yeah, black or just any coffee without any kind of sweetener added to it. But in all honesty, since reading that Stevia might not be this amazing all-natural sweetener we believe it to be, I would actually like to cut it out and go back to appreciating the natural taste of plain old coffee. I've been there before, so surely I can go back.
2: I think my taste in coffee is just very... Low brow. I don't get all fancy like with my coffee, eh?
1: Well then you might as well start using uh, coffee whitener instead of yeah. almond milk then too. But is no, that's not vegan. Ew,
2: no, I'm definitely not at that level. I'm I'm a higher brow than the coffee whitener.
1: And I'm Googling right now the ingredients in coffee whitener. So in case anyone is wondering, it is not vegan. And it is basically made up of corn syrup solids, which is basically sugar made from corn, plus partially hydrogenated soybean and or cottonseed oil, which is what gives it the creamy like consistency. But it's also like the worst kind of trans fat that you can consume. Then there's sodium caseinate, which is a milk protein that doesn't contain lactose, but acts as a shelf stabilizer, which obviously. It makes it not vegan if it's milk based and a whole bunch of monoglyce glyce. Glycis, glycerides and emulsifiers <laughs> and thickening, stabilizing ingredients. So basically, coffee whitener is a chemical animal based trans fat shitstorm <laughs> that we should be staying away from. Just in case anyone was wondering.
2: Yeah. So somehow I don't think there's a lot of disappointed listeners here. I, I don't think there are a lot of vegans having a hard time giving up the coffee whitener.
1: And we're off topic once again. OK, well, let's bring Aaron into the mix.
2: Why? She didn't participate in the sugar detox either.
1: Erin, would you like to uh, jump in here? How did you last? Like a minute. (laughs) (laughs) At what minute did you screw up?
2: I was having coffee the next morning and put silk coffee creamer into it so that it's loaded with sugar.
1: Mm -hmm. And that was enough to make you throw in the towel?
2: Yeah, it's pretty much ruined at that point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so clearly the conclusion I'm drawing from all of this is that we three are severe coffee addicts, and we should actually be doing a coffee detox. No, go to hell.
2: I'll tell you right off the bat, that's not happening, and we'd all be cheaters on that one anyway. Is giving up the same as cheating? Because I feel like I just gave up. Either way, it's weakness.
1: I'd love to know what our (laughs) listeners think. Which would be harder for you to give up? Sugar or coffee? I think for me, the withdrawal symptoms from coffee would be much worse, but it would be easier than sugar because sugar is basically in everything. But Mm -hmm. again, back to the sugar topic. Sarah, since you're the only one who actually followed through with the full seven days, no sugar, what conclusions did you draw from our little experiment
2: to be pretty honest it was kind of anticlimactic I think I actually realized that I'm not as big of a sugar addict as I thought I don't know the way I see it is that I have a sweet tooth I like sweets
1: Mm -hmm. amen sister
2: (laughs) if given the opportunity you know um I can scarf back baked goods like a hog at the trough and overindulge. But those are isolated incidents. It's not on a daily basis that I'm pounding a dozen donuts. And at the end of the day, if my morning coffee is, you know, one of the rare occasions I get to relax and enjoy two packets of god-awful white refined shitty sugar, then by gore I'm entitled.
1: (laughs) I think it's the same for me with fruit. I feel like because I spent so many years following such a strict competition diet, which often entailed zero sugar and zero fruit and eating asparagus and tofu for breakfast every frigging day. <laughs> I'm honestly content at this point in my life with a diet that allows me to have some fruit every day. But it's when I'm banning myself from all fruit and all sugar that I get into that slippery all nothing mentality where i restrict and stay super laser focused and feel super deprived then something eventful or something stressful happens in my life and boom end up headfirst into a jar of peanut butter <laughs> so i think the conclusion i've drawn from this sugar experiment that we did is that a little bit of natural sugar every day does work a hell of a lot better for long-term success than no sugar at all until you hit a breaking point and end up committing days and days of dessert carbicide. And yeah, if I haven't said it enough already, I am the first to admit that the whole competitor prep life mentality, it's messed up and it's not sustainable because following a super strict low calorie diet with all these hard rules will only work for so long. I know this. I have been there. I see it all the time with our clients and let it be known that. I don't expect my clients to follow their food plans perfectly every single day. I sure as hell don't. So how could I expect them to? That's also why I give them a cheat meal every week. And I tell them to follow the 80 20 rule that I've mentioned on past episodes, which means follow the plans 80% of the time, keep it clean so that the other 20%, you can have a little freedom with your food choices. And it's so much easier to stick to when you don't feel super restricted. So, yeah, as much as I am down for the sugar detox and I was all for it and I did start off on on a good foot, I really hated putting pressure on myself to be perfect with my diet because, truthfully, I ain't about that life no more, yo.
2: I I think for me, doing the sugar detox now was a good time to do it because I feel like I've been in a bad sugar run where I just didn't care I feel like I was overindulging more than I usually would so in a weird way as much as I was kind of dreading it I was kind of looking forward to it as well Mm. and don't get me wrong I mean we were supposed to make one sentence comments every day but since I'm (laughs) the only one who actually did it I started (laughs) so you got day one and day two good for you I didn't really feel like there was any major withdrawal. There was only one day where I honestly I think it was day three and all I wrote was complete psychopath. <laughs> and then day four was followed by major cravings and, and I even kept telling myself eh, who cares, who cares. And that morning I even poured sugar into the bottom of my coffee cup and then before I added my coffee I was like no
1: don't do it. Wow. And then, mm, yeah, no.
2: And dumped the sugar and uh, drank the shitty plain coffee
1: oh interesting but good for you Sarah. yeah
2: yeah thanks thanks I'm getting a a silent clap from Aaron in the uh
1: the booth well we're impressed Um, but we also knew that you would do it yeah I know like (laughs) you're god break off what the (laughs) all right how did the weekend yeah
2: my week did end with uh eating two pieces of mom's delicious homemade strawberry
1: pie oh I was there And damn, it was good. Yeah, I had one slice. And let's be honest, I'm pretty sure the entire brick of Crisco vegetable shortening that mom uses in her pies is of greater health concern (laughs) than the white sugar she dumps into it.
2: But yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying about all or nothing, right? I mean, it it all comes down to it's like they say, it's all about moderation. Kind of feel like I planned that perfectly because I knew damn well there wasn't any way I was turning down a piece of mom's pie because that is a real treat. I mean, look, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I gave up all that shit before I had kids. So I know I have willpower. I can quit things that aren't good for me. But for Frigg's sakes, if I want two pieces of pie or a giant Nanaimo bar... At the end of a long week, I'm going to eat it and I'm not feeling guilty about it.
1: Amen, sister. I feel you. And I think that is probably a good place to wrap this episode up so we can sing this song already, because who cares oh, yeah. about sugar when we got <laughs> <laughs> the who? <laughs> but first it's I was the like... guess who. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> big difference. Right. Everyone's
2: going to be like, I've never heard this who song.
1: Okay, so let's all give Sarah a big round of applause. Congrats on winning the sugar. Detox experiment Woo! Yeah
2: cut the crap what do I win A
1: big expensive bag Of kick out! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: you screwed me again
1: Alright are you guys Ready for this cause I am No sugar tonight Bye the Guess Who. I actually have a, <laughs> a special little story about
2: the Guess Who. I don't know if you know this. Our Grandpa Shorky, he ran the first limousine business, the only limousine business in here in Ottawa, Canada's yeah. capital. So he got to drive around all the big celebrities, right? So the Guess Who was coming and they were playing a concert. Whoever booked it sort of said, said to him, OK, yeah. So and he said, well, who am I driving? And they'd say, well, guess who? I don't know. Who am I driving? <laughs> no. Oh, guess who the shit I don't know you know kind of thing and then so it was It was like a shorty version of the Abbott and Costello who's on first routine and finally yes. I said look old man it's a band they're called guess who
1: yes and I have heard dad tell this story at least 50,000 times no. on that note here we are this one's dedicated to our grandpa Shorky Dutch and all the listeners out there who are on the sugar experiment as we speak lonely we'll be- Deep inside, find a corner where Where I can hide. hide. (laughs)
2: Silent footsteps crowding me, sudden darkness, but I can see. No sugar, no sugar tonight to in my, my coffee. No sugar tonight in my tea. No sugar to stand beside me. No sugar to run with me. Da-da-do-da-da-da-da-da-do-da. Da-do-da-da-da-do-do-do. Da-da-do-do-da-da-da-do-da-do. Da da do da 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 do da da do da 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 do 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 da doo do do da 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 do da do da 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 doo da 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 da
1: damn that was good yeah that was so good (laughs) holy jeez well that's it for today folks to all of our faithful listeners who said they were participating in the sugar detox please let us know how it went for you and if you had more willpower than aaron and i did (laughs) and we are off now to go watch oakja which just hit netflix And we will be reviewing it on the next podcast episode. So please, everybody, listen for that episode and watch it this week, too, so you know what we're talking about. Peace out, Vegan Fit Crew. Woo!